Welcome to another episode of Outside the Frame. My name is Brandon. I'm Dave. Today we're going to be discussing the 2021 action sci-fi thriller Godzilla vs. Kong. Legends collide as Godzilla and Kong, the two most powerful forces of nature, clash in a spectacular battle for the ages. As a squadron embarks on a perilous mission into fantastic, uncharted terrain, unearthing clues to the Titans' very origins and mankind's survival, a conspiracy threatens to wipe the creatures, both good and bad, from the face of the Earth forever. Starring Alexander Skarsgård, Millie Bobby Brown, Rebecca Hall, and Brian Tyree Henry. Directed by Adam Wingard. Story by Terry Rossio, Michael Doherty. Zach Shields. Screenplay by Eric Pearson and Max Borenstein. Yeah, so... I. And I'm trying to not go to the usual, what's your history with this uh, line anymore? But I really do have to ask, what what is your history with both of these franchises? I mean, they've been around longer than any, I think, in cinema anyway. Oh, God, they've been around. Uh, I, you know, at least Kong has been around forever. Uh, the 30s. the 30s, 1930s. Godzilla was the 50s 50s something like that and uh, we do our research when uh, growing up when uh we used to have movie nights with my family my it would typically my parents would get uh rent their movie and my brother and i would pick a movie or, or two we did rent uh, a handful of godzilla movies the, the the old school ones naturally yeah and they were it, you know it was just it was we were you know we were kids we we're we we're talking 9, 10, 11, 12, you know, they were fun. They were just fun to watch, the Godzilla movies were. I mean, I definitely had the same experience, and I was looking forward to the blockbuster Roland Emmerich 1998 Godzilla yeah. when it came out, and whew, that that's a rough one. Yeah, I went to see that with uh, two buddies, and we were too young to keep paying attention to that whole thing. I don't bring that movie up to like you know give it a longer life than it needs but I just think that that movie is a what not to do with the Godzilla franchise. They are rebooting this monster verse mm -hmm. and I think they look at that movie as okay how do we not piss people off in that way and <laughs> not piss people off in general and actually go the other way and honor these franchises and their cultural impact because these you know godzilla is very especially godzilla godzilla is very important mm -hmm. to a lot of people well well godzilla is an it, it's an international icon as far as monsters go so is king kong i mean well, and yeah I, king kong's a little different i didn't i've honestly i've and this is horrible i'll admit it i'll do it i'm not i i'm not afraid i'm not afraid I have never seen the original King Kong, but it's supposed to be one of the most iconic movies. Oh, you mean like the very first? Yes, which I didn't even I realize it was put out by... Remember last week when I made that stupid moronic statement and I said, R RKO Pictures, I don't even know what that <laughs> is. Well, it turns out R RKO Pictures, nah, now I do know what it is. RKO Pictures put out the original King Kong, and they put out Citizen Kane. That makes sense. I mean, King Kong, that original one, and I, I haven't seen it either, but it was a huge deal back then. It was, it was something that people were looking at, like, uh, this is great cinema. And, you know, for the time, it absolutely probably was. I think it was kind of like the Star Wars before Star Wars, as far as, like, special effects and... That sort of thing goes like that. Th that was groundbreaking. It's it's difficult to go back to that now, being adults that were not born anywhere near when those movies came out. But I do know that it's been an inspiration for a lot of filmmakers that we love because I hear them talk about it. I did see the Peter Jackson remake, and I actually really love that, even though it was like three and a half hours long. Yeah, that yeah, it's a lot of movie. I didn't see the last Godzilla movie. I saw the first one. And it's just called Godzilla, I think. I I did see yeah, that one. People complained it was too long and there wasn't enough of Godzilla in it. That's definitely a, a true statement because I I had to I I didn't have to, but I did go back and and rewatch that. That sentiment is is very much true. I don't know if you watched uh, Kong Skull Island. 
I did see that. I saw that in the theater. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, you. Um, I thought that was great. Well, they evidently teased Godzilla versus Kong in the post-credit scene of Kong Skull Island. I don't remember that. So now everybody's got to do the Marvel thing at the, with the end credit scene. Okay, it's getting a little old. I mean, for I mean, me. wh- why not? This is a completely it's different be- franchise. It's better than a trailer. I think that that was important to have that stinger on it because it was the first uh entry into this this uh franchise into into the Kong versus Godzilla and yada yada this monster verse tying them together yeah that, okay, so that, i think that was probably important to do that there that makes more sense and i mean i the monster verse thing was just i could take it or leave it I, I at this point in my life i was like i don't know if we need another you know cross movie uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. The the, the crossover yeah. kind of thing. We have so many that they're trying to do, and some of them are really working, and some of them are just not. They're just taking up resources. I feel like kind but, of, but I I think uh, I mean like we we like we said earlier, King Kong was it was such a, a culturally impactful film back in the '30s, and then Godzilla shows up, and that's internationally um, impactful as well. So just to bring a new audience to it and to use those resources that you're talking about, to use the new technology that is that is available, why not? The other thing we have to mention, this movie has grossed over $350 million globally so far, which in the times we're living in right now, I don't know, maybe you're listening to this tomorrow or 50 years from now. Well, we're in a pandemic right now and no movies are making any money at all. Mm, yeah. To, for it to have made $350 million that is so impressive. Yeah. And that's box office money. I- imagine if this had not come out on HBO Max for for a month cuz I think it's only Imagine I think if it's there was no pandemic. Yeah, it, it would just be astronomical type money cuz I would definitely go see it in the theater. Yeah, I would have too. Um let's just get into it here. I had no idea what to expect from this film from the opening because it's it says somewhere on Skull Island and Kong wakes up from a snooze and we get an ass scratch. Yeah, yeah. Right out the gate. <laughs> yeah. That was so silly, and I thought, oh boy, oh no. Yep, I thought the exact same thing. And he's taking a shower under a waterfall, and this this song choice, I didn't, know, I couldn't pick out ex- exactly which song it was, but it's like feel good kind of. It's feel like a seventies. I, I sound like such an idiot. Like I don't know anything about music. I, apparently I don't. The song choice was just odd, and this just the mood of this little intro. It did not set the stage for the rest of the way this this film feels. I thought, does it work? Does it not work? I mean, you can't really tell when it's right out the gate. But I I was like, what is happening? Yeah, and the, and then the tone of that intro flips very quickly. So we're assuming that we're on Skull Island, and he like. I don't know, whittles a spear or something out of this, a stake out of this tree trunk. Yeah, it, yeah, he, he, he basically ch- makes a javelin out and of it. And chucks it at the sky, and then it sticks in, and it's you can tell that it, okay, so then it zooms out, and we're, we see that it's a, like a habitat, it's a dome. Yeah, they're in a Truman Show style dome. Very, uh, very nice. And then they, they and uh, then it, and then it has to say it at the bottom of the screen for the, you know, it's a blockbuster for the people who, yeah. Who didn't pick up on that? From it's the, a containment center. There you go. Yes, and um, we get this info dump title sequence. This is all really quick too. The whole movie is quick. The, yeah. The, the, as far as plot points go, they move. They move quick, especially in the beginning. Very fast. Yes. We get this info dump title sequence where they pretty much explain everything. This reminded me of Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah, okay. That no, remake, yeah, yeah. speaking of Zack yeah, yeah. Snyder, yeah. it reminded me of that a little bit, like a title sequence where they show you clips cut together with some really like dun-dun-dun-dun. I think Mission Impossible does that shit a lot, too. They show clips yeah. from like the other movies yeah. to kind of give you some background, if you just in case you missed a few of them, which I'm sitting there, I'm like, I missed the last one, and some of this stuff they were talking about, I was like, what are we... So I'll have some questions for you on that since I'm glad you saw. Jesus, I hope I can answer them. The man. monsters. I did I, King of the Monsters. I did. I, I think I've, I've only seen it like twice, which is well. The question. Well, I mean, the questions aren't going to be that deep. It's just okay. going to be like, was that in that movie? Yeah, it's going to be yeah, shit you. like that. Maybe I just won't ask him now that I asked it once <laughs> at the beginning. 
Yeah, well, the, the one thing I thought was really cheesy and terrible was that they <laughs> they kept showing little motion shot, quick motion shots of like Kong fighting whoever and then Zilla fighting, I'm assuming Mantra, and it says X over- M- Mothra. Mothra, Mantra, oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Mothra, and then it'll just say defeat, defeated. Defeated. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh my God. So we're leading up to the big showdown, you know, that sort of thing. I I rolled my eyes to the moon. It was like a March Madness bracket. <laughs> this, is like, this is what we got left. There's this podcast opening, which I was like, whoa, I guess we're in the future now. This pod, podcast opening right out the gate. Uh, this, co- this character, Bernie, who's undercover at Apex Cybernetics. So he's going in undercover. And this this is the one thing I definitely made a note of, and I paused to, to make sure I was right. Godzilla shows up at the ten minute mark. It takes it takes ten minutes exactly for Godzilla to show up. That is remarkable. Normally, and that, I think that's one of the things that they complained about in the first remake, not right. the Roland Emmerich. Forget that movie, but the the modern one in this multiverse or this monster verse was that it took like I don't know hour or something before Godzilla even showed up. 10 minutes, here we go. And he runs through this compound and just starts ripping shit apart. I was like, wow, okay, all right, let's go. Yeah, no no wasting time. Like, this is what we came for, right? By the way, uh, I love uh, Brian Tyree Henry uh, as Bernie. I like him in anything. He's got, uh, I don't know if you've ever watched Atlanta uh, oh yeah, yeah, he is on that. That's, yeah. he's good on that. And that is a good show. He, I, I didn't like his character in this, but that's not, I'm not going to blame him for him. He was supposed to be comedic relief. There were a lot of jokes in this movie that didn't land. I'm not going to go through all of them because the, boring. Yeah, the the script, yeah, the jokes in the script didn't really land. But the 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 performers, the the performers did what they they possibly could just to just to reel it in a little bit. Yeah, they're standing there. Bernie gets caught and called out by security guards, and then the scene just rips apart, and the whole building is destroyed, and then Bernie didn't die? It looked like the ceiling fell on top of him. I don't know. He was totally fine. I was. I thought the guy was a goner, but nope, he continues. We get the intro to Millie Bobby Brown's character. This must be a car- uh, carryover from the last one. Yes. Okay, gotcha. And also a way to kind of probably rope in kids with, uh, you know, she's very, very famous kid actor. She helps this movie reach a different demographic. So this is just how this intro, intro to the movie goes. It's just intro to, intro to character, intro to character, intro to character, intro, you know, with with like intro to Zilla. Well, it starts with intro to Kong, I guess. And then that's just how they do it. Then next we get the intro to Nathan, which is, Alex Skarsgård, Stellar Skateboard Jr. <laughs> yeah. Is it Stellar Skateboard Jr.? Yeah. For the, why did we come up with that? That Oh, that was some sort of, we kept trying to type, text that to each other, I think. At one point, one of us, our phones, just kept auto-correcting it, his last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all we do is sit around and talk about Alex, what, Alex Skarsgård. <laughs> And it just so kept changing. It just kept in, kept kept changing it to skateboard, and I think we were trying to talk about is it Stellan? Stellan, that's his Skarsgård. father. Yeah, Stellan Skarsgård, and it kept cha- changing it to Stellar Skateboard every time we would. So we'll just call him Stellar Skateboard. Um, he's a burnout scientist, writer guy in a basement. Is this was what I wanted to ask you about? So is this a carryover from? The second Godzilla, no. this whole mission to the center of the Earth, they kind of explain this concept of hollow Earth and the mission. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Is that a carryover? Or no, that, no, no, no. Really? This is, no, this, I was lost. I'm like, this what? Whole, it, no, that's 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 what we're saying. Like, there's, there, <laughs> they, there's so much plot <laughs> that comes at you so fast. And such and it's, little explanation. And it's so obscure and so out there that they're talking about hollow Earth that you're just, it's hard to, ra- it's hard to, wrap your head around these concepts that they're talking about while also trying to pay attention to who these people what, are, who they are and, and what's coming up next. I mean, they just fly well, these, through it. These apex dudes, uh, they're the head to head to apex guys show up and they're, 
They introduce the Hollow Earth aerial vehicle, and they start throwing around terms. Skateboard starts throwing around terms like theories of genetic memory for titans, like spawning salmon or a homing pigeon. Like, what the fuck, dude? It's a a buckload to take in. (laughs) It is. And then he said... Basically, Kong could lead them there. Oh, my God. I'm not going to lie, man. When they started talking about Hollow Earth, I stopped really giving a shit it about It sounded like the... Flat Earth. Yeah, <laughs> I, I stopped giving a shit about You know the... how we feel about that on this show. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, 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 stopped at, I stopped asking questions after I heard Hollow Earth. Okay, so he said... So they, they need Kong to get him there, basically. What it means is that <laughs> any Titan can lead them to this power source in hollow earth and it could be the key to f- i don't know figuring the figuring out what makes the titans tick and the apex dudes are totally there for you know non-lethal purposes right mm-hmm. yeah that's what corporate i mean these guys are villains i can't see that shit coming dr andrews i think we skipped over a scene where something about how the containment center couldn't hold kong anymore whatever She's like the one running it, right? Running the show, and then I—I I don't know Rebecca who, Hall, who, the the actress. Who, yeah. Who the little girl was? Was that her her adopted daughter or her daughter? Her I I didn't I'm catch that cloudy on that one too. But with a chance of Titan balls, uh, what? So he sells the idea to her, and then kisses her. Did you see that? That seemed inappropriate. Uh, Skarsgård, yeah. skateboard does. Yeah, I don't know what they were going for with the. There was, there was no like chemistry building between. I didn't know if they knew each other. I was, I was lost on all of that. No, yeah, there was no, there was no romantic chemistry, and I'm so no, glad but they it didn't just go. Was weir- it just, I thought they were meeting each other for the first time. Maybe they were old flames, and it just seems weird to no. kiss some, uh, someone of the opposite sex the first time you meet them. Yeah, it was or, very inappropriate. I don't know. Whatever. Let's not make it weird. <laughs> er. <laughs> and so, smash cut, Kong sleeping on an oil tanker. This is the second of the weird uh, song choices within the the tone of the rest of the movie, where he's taking a snooze on this old oil tank. Oh, this old oil tanker. While this older song is playing, and it's a very, like, kind of has, I don't want to sound like an idiot, but <laughs> it has, like, a kind of, I don't know, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young kind of feel. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say Kumbaya. That's why I said I don't want to sound like an idiot because okay, yeah. that sounds dumb. Glad but you didn't say that. I didn't. I totally didn't. Still sound did, like an idiot. Did you hear hear me say that I didn't say it? <laughs> that means I didn't say it. Okay. Yeah, they do that a lot with uh, some of the songs in here. They kind of it it, it it mellows out the tone for just just a, a brief amount of time. We haven't even really talked about the aesthetic of this movie yet, but I, I, I want to get into it a little bit now because it's pretty much the majority of the film is how it looks. Yes. I can't really separate myself knowing what I know and growing up with cinema the, at the time that I did separate myself. I can't really separate myself from knowing that I'm watching CG creatures and to me it looks like i get the same feeling watching this movie as i do watching roger rabbit does that make sense like i see real people acting with cg characters it's not you know what i mean i know that they're not there so yeah it maybe no. roger rabbit isn't a good a good example because that actually was really inventive and and extremely creative especially for the time but that's how i kind of feel it's like i know i'm looking at something that's not real with a person who is real in the scene pretending to be with like these people aren't really reacting to yeah no i understand i understand what you mean we know that giant monsters don't exist for one thing you have to accept the CG for what it is, and it is there for eye candy, and it's not necessarily there to scare the pants off of you, if that makes sense. It does, and I, I guess I should kind of try and put a point on what I was saying because I could just sound like a dick saying that, but I, what, I meant, what I mean is that there are a lot of head-on shots on people supposed to be staring at CG characters that aren't there and making faces. So the director's like, okay, now Kong is look. You're looking at Kong and you look scared, and now you look 
worried and confused, and I, I just can sense that. That being said, the CG looks pretty damn good in this movie. I love it. It looks pretty good. Like it, it's it is very elaborate and complex. I love it. The 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 hair on Kong is just fantastic. I'm gonna ask for that cut next time I go into the into the uh, the salon. The old Kong <laughs> Give cut. Give me the old Kong cut. What do you mean by his hair? What? <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Oh no! I just it just looked it, it looked more like you said elaborate and, and defined. Well, there's uh, yeah, and and I brought it up I guess at this point because there's this is where we get a scene where. Nathan goes out on the deck, and there's it's a shot of him walking, and the shot is from behind him, and Kong is in front of him, and that's where it really got me, because it's supposed to be this like huge sort of like showing the um, the size difference, and you know that's yeah. the, that sort of thing. It's supposed to be overwhelming, and I'm like, okay, I I still know that I'm watching skateboard walk out in front of a green screen you know what i mean so it's it loses a little something but yeah like i said the, the cg in this movie is it it's pretty damn good i don't know about pixar good but it's 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 pretty close it's i mean what do you think is this gonna get nominated for best visual effects yeah you think so yeah I wouldn't for say next year's. I, I mean, that's way early to call. We're not even done with last year. This is this is gonna get nominated for for visual effects, one hundred percent. God, okay, I can't fucking some of these lines. Zilla and Kong have an ancient rivalry. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay we're not gonna do that the whole movie, but man, come on, some of these lines oh, in this man. movie. This is like, were you even trying to think of something? Like, cut, just cut away the action. Forget to, don't. Do they have to talk now? Well, Can we just show and action? And that's the thing is that we, we're as as moviegoers, we need to we need to understand what we're getting ourselves into. This is a cheese fest. We're, we're this is not with the dialogue. We're not, we're not getting awards for screenplay or anything like that. Well, that's not why we go into these movies. Mm. We go into these movies for exactly what this movie delivered. This movie is not there to sell an emotional connection or no an emotional weight with the human characters and actors that's not the point of it and, i love that and boy did they nail that part of it mm, what is it there to do Just tune in find out so we learn speaking of which so we learn that the the girl and i i didn't i think i got her name down at one point but i i didn't have time to look up all these characters names unfortunately um she can communicate with kong via sign language and there's this one shot, as ridiculous as that uh, shot of Nathan on the boat with Kong looked, there, there is this shot where she is, she's in the frame, it's rain, pouring rain at night. Yes. She's in the frame and you see Kong's full head and he's, they're touching fingers. Yeah. That looked beautiful. Yeah. Maybe it was just the rain that kind of, I actually almost believed that that was really happening it was yeah maybe it was just the rain was blurring kong out a little bit to where i couldn't see all the detail to know okay that's the cartoonish you know the lines weren't as cartoonish but it man, definitely helps it helps when it's uh, when it's at night and, and there's some rain but it looked so great i lost my it took my breath away for a split second uh yeah that was good and then we and we do get some, uh, some good acting from uh, Rebecca Hall right there. When yeah, she's pretty good. When uh, she when Kong uh, communicates back, it says home, you know, in sign language to uh, her name is Gia, the little girl. And then Rebecca Hall kind of stands up, just mouth to the floor, like can't believe it. And it was like it was a really it was a it was a real reaction. I loved it, especially since she's. Technically, looking at nothing. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, and that's the other part is this movie says so much with less words from the right. human right, right. actors, characters, <laughs> as opposed to the monster actors. <laughs> Whoever played Kong nailed it. <laughs> the guy who did the yeah the robot uh, at the end, not so good. But uh, Kong nailed it. I don't know what that actor's name is. But yeah, so there's this podcast quote. I don't know if you caught this. I had to write this down. At one point, Bernie on his podcast says, in the background, he says, you've got to believe me, I'm going to keep on tugging. He's like talking about like 
tugging at some yeah, theory. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, did he just say that he's going to keep, keep on, on tugging? tugging. <laughs> like, that is... Tug away. Tug away, man. Also inappropriate. That's all that podcasters do is tug, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're not doing anything more than that, let me tell you. Uh, we get, oh, the intro to Julian Dennison's character from where the wild people get searched. What's that called? <laughs> the wilder people. <laughs> Fuck, what did I call the, where the wild people get searched. <laughs> it's the, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's the, uh, oh, I oh God, I didn't mean it. Hunt for the wilder people. The hunt for the wilder people. Yeah, he's also in, uh, um, oh, I'm sorry. He's also in Deadpool 2. Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown's character and, uh, Josh, I actually do know his character's name. They're gonna go find, uh, <laughs> old Tugger Nuts. Yeah. The podcaster guy. And, uh, they steal a van. I don't know. But they're, this is the first time we get the use of the actual electronic score while they're driving. Mm. And I have to say, the electronic score in this movie is awesome. Yeah. It's really good. I was very, very surprised. It sounds, I don't, it sounds like kind of like Trent Reznor and Atticus Rossi. I think it, it was. Junkie XL? Does that sound like a thing to yeah, you? That sounds like a Did thing. the music? It sounds like a thing. Sounds I don't know. Like Could be anything. <laughs> Tugger nuts and Junkie XL. <laughs> that's a party. Yeah. Oh, good God. Ju- uh, Junkie XL, that that's the uh brand of diaper that I wear after <laughs> a long weekend. Stop the fuck up. Yeah, so I, this is how quickly I went through this this little scene and th- this is a pretty long scene i just put they find bernie and they break into apex yeah, that's all that yeah, yeah. really happens that's it yep and it takes probably eight minutes yep. it's probably an eight minute and quick, they're quick, they're quick. in multiple different places and once once again they they adam wingard he knows what we want here yeah he's a, and so th- this is where we get the first fight i gotta say this first fight is my favorite the one at sea really is my first maybe it's just because it's the first one and it's it's a lot, it's less is more for me. It's not as, because the rest of the movie is kind of a fight. Let's just, I mean, yeah, spoiler no. alert. I think everybody knows that. The, we're watching We're watching a title fight. It's, a, it's like a five or six round title fight. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania, you know, with a couple, with one extra guy that comes in out of nowhere. And this fight gave me anxiety like a motherfucker because of, of Kong going underwater. You know how, yeah, you know I don't like that shit either. Oh There's one shot before all that happens, Zilla's, where Zilla's tail falls and smashes through two carriers at the very beginning. When I saw that, I was like, I went, damn. That looked amazing. Yeah. The CGI and everything, and I just thought that was such a, and, and they, I mean, all those people are dead. I mean, <laughs> th- there's a Razzie Award for, a Golden Raspberry Award for most, and I'm probably going to butcher the title, but it's most blatant disregard for human life and public <laughs> property. This movie's got to take the award, right? Oh, hell yeah. There's, I mean, this and this fight is also very funny. First of all, that, like you said, the oil tanker that they're all in, along with Kong, and he's chained to, kinky, uh, that gets rolled over upside down for a good minute. And... It flips back over. I can't remember how that happened. Kong probably made it happen. He flips it back over. And then the the place is, like, flooded. I don't understand how that tanker didn't sink. I, I, maybe I just don't understand how oil tankers work. I digress. I, I don't I, know. I don't know. It was lot, it was that I, that thing. I felt like that thing should have went down immediately. But yeah. Who am I? Anyway, gonna... they survive. Okay, so there's this one, t- and you have to. If you don't remember this, then I don't know if you were looking at the screen. There's what I would call a Top Gun takeoff shot. Oh hell yeah! That was a m- incredible. That was sweet. <laughs> I I moved a little bit. Move the pants needle there. Which, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's the it's the head-on shot in the cockpit where everything outside of the cockpit is kind of stretched or blurred a little. It almost looks like it's got that like uh, eye hole kind of around it, and you see them take off, and it's just on their head. And I think you can see Kong behind him. Yeah, that watch for that shot. Yeah, it's, it's like a split second long. Yeah, it was it was so cool, and I'm I'm glad they didn't 
uh, kind of go into that. Like that pilot didn't become a character in the movie. Uh, it was just a really quick. It was really it just a really quick like uh, hyperdrive scene where everything the acceleration was so immediate and so abrupt that it just so unnecessary but so cool to see just in the middle of this crazy action. I loved it. And yeah, speaking of jet fighters that don't become characters in the movie. Kong grabs a jet out of the sky and chucks it at Godzilla like a dart, <laughs> yeah. and there's a guy in it, and it just shows the cockpit spinning, and he's like, and yeah, pulls the ejection, yeah, I don't... <laughs> right before it crashes into Godzilla. I laughed so hard at that; that was amazing. And the 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 wherewithal of that guy to be able to pull the ejection button. Uh, at the right uh, toward, moment, t- toward <laughs> toward the sky instead of the sea. Uh, good on him. And not freaking pull a goose <laughs> yeah. and slam his head into the ocean. Yeah, yeah that was. Oh man, that was. <laughs> these these monsters don't care. <laughs> they do not care. It's basically a fist fight on this carrier. Once they let Kong loose. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's this fist oh, yeah, fight by on the, the way, carrier. Just, just real quick, uh, uh, movie trope. Uh, when somebody's reaching for a lever to release something, and the lever is extremely difficult to pull down, that gets on my nerves. But that's what happened. Yeah, skateboard could could barely pull that thing down. I was like, dude, it's a fucking lever. Skateboard's a cool guy. He he's a cool guy. He he does a cool guy thing. Yeah, that's fine. And lets him loose, even though that one idiot person we didn't even talk about is in the background. What are you doing? Don't let the monkey loose. Well, Godzilla lets lets out his trademark Blu-ray sky scream, uh, which must have been a thing. I don't remember. I don't have any images in my mind of Godzilla doing that. So that must be something I either missed in the past or they really brought into the last movie, last couple movies which I don't really remember the first one, but this is a big thing, and it's pretty cool. It looks awesome. Yeah, He lets it out lets it out underwater and shoots right through this carrier and just splits it in half. Yeah, this is all it very was, badass. It was awesome, and that image of uh, Kong jumping up with that, that blue ray behind him was yeah. so cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Beautiful. It was very cool. Well, they play dead, and, Zilla, and Godzilla leaves. Yeah, they cut all the power to all the carriers and boats and things like that, yeah. And so Both their ships. Ooh, let's see. This really, ex- it's a really exciting fight. I was honestly like really blown away at how cool and just sort of disgraceful it was. Not to the material, but just to the the ships that were involved <laughs> and the guys in the jets. Yeah, and yeah, they just didn't. Those guys were just pawns. And yeah, I mean, they had that one. They had that one. Uh, just. Just that one moment where Kong goes from the carrier that he was on originally, where he was chained up, and he jumps over. Yeah, he, he, he frog he, leaps this it, lily pad, he leaps destroys this like a battleship in between and then, one, and then onto the aircraft carrier. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Those are good guys destroying everything. Well, and there's also a part. I mean, there are parts in this fight sequence where like Godzilla's tail will swing and just mm-hmm. a jet will smash yeah. into it and explode. It's, yeah, I mean, Star Wars, they don't give a fuck, you know? So why yeah. should this be any different? There's a moment when uh, I think Skarsgård, or no, it was the captain of the ship that asked Rebecca Hall, who's leading the Kong crew, uh, if they're in waters that Godzilla is, is doesn't frequent. And she said, yeah, we should be good. And then there's the attack, and then there's the fight. And then they're, trying to, they're like, uh, how the fuck are we going to get Kong to this? This place where he's gonna be able to enter yeah, they're the, trying the, to get the, to the, the hollow earth. earth, and so <laughs> I think I think Scarjard's like, uh, how does Kong feel about heights? Oh yeah, like, okay. Why yeah. did you fucking do that in the first place? I totally didn't. Even, I just didn't even put that in my notes. Yeah, they airlift him. Yeah, why didn't you do? I, mean, I didn't even think of that. I totally forgot that they drug him in airlift. Yeah, Kong. It's supposed to be a, an homage back to the one of the original movies. Yeah. Whatever. It was dumb in this one. And finally they get to Antarctica and uh, Gia tells Kong through sign language that they're kind of lies to him, but she doesn't know she's lying. They, for, they force her to lie to him. And say that there could be family down there. But she does say home and so there's this kind of finding home thing uh, you know, sort of theme going on there, but uh, gets him to lead them into Hollow Earth. But I will say, uh, Skarsgård did have a good point when he said, "Well, first, well, his first point is made me kind of laugh because he's like, we lost our whole fleet getting here. 
I'm like, uh, yeah, whose fault was that? <laughs> like, uh, and then that uh, was your fault for not using the, helico- the helicopter in the first place. Yeah. And then his second point is, well, this is a good point. Kong can't survive here, which also whose fault is that? <laughs> it's your fault for bringing him here. <laughs> so, so let's lie to him to get him. Oh, this you guys so, came up with this plan you know what in I a take day. It back. You know what? I take it back. The, Fuck him. This All was right? a this was a 24-hour plan plan that you devised which <laughs> should have taken 24 years probably to well, figure out also you already have a, a tunnel built to the center of the earth i and i that's what i thought i was like i have to ask dave if this was a carryover work. how was that not a carryover from the other film what, so that's a whole other movie on its own that they're just like nah f- fuck it let's just get to the good stuff speaking of which so kong leads them through and they go through this tunnel yeah we're about this... to get gravitationally inverted <sighs> yeah he explains that kind of too uh, but this score really kicks in at this point and this is i gotta say this whole sequence of them going to hollow earth is my favorite part of the entire movie by what? far it is the ho- the hollow earth part it oh is. the whole the whole getting there and once they and get being there, there yeah that's yeah. the part i appreciated the most the fighting stuff is like, dude, you know that's not my thing. Like, I like, no, 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 I enjoyed I, it, but it's no. I this was actually really visually inventive. Yeah. I mean, when they go through first, it's an obvious like 2001 Space Odyssey, yeah, little, trip sequence, little Space Odyssey, little Willy Wonka action there, and then they get there, and the gravity in Hollow Earth is supposed to be going both ways, so it's like this world on top of a world, it's the center of the Earth. Yeah, this whole sequence in Hollow Earth is awesome. They basically the way the gravity works is if you fall to a certain point, you'll keep falling through. How does it work again? Dude, no, 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 no. You'll no. fall up, but if you go with enough force, you'll get to the middle, and then you'll pass by, and you'll start falling the opposite direction. It was like the issue. I, I, he said something about his brother's ass got exploded because they didn't know how to push past the first so he just went straight back up and hit the ground and exploded i think rather than push through Some shit and, like that i don't know whatever there is a really the whole point of any of this is to set up a shot where kong gets to this sort of like cliff peak and mm-hmm. he hits this rock and it floats and then he jumps forward cool. and then it switches because he's close enough that was yeah that was yeah that was awesome godzilla arrives at hong kong it's like one of those classic shots in in an old Godzilla movie where uh, it's a it's 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 quiet and then everybody starts freaking out and running. You got to have this. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Th- th- these shots are kind of few and far between, which makes sense. Otherwise, it'd just be blood and guts all over the place. It did happen a lot more in uh, Godzilla: King of the Monsters, but well, anyway. that was a Godzilla movie. This yeah. A, this looked cool. I mean, he and but the thing is, he is fucking this city up. Big time, fucking it up, and they, it looks fully populated. Yeah, at that point, I mean, the oh, streets are full, and th- so <laughs> Mr. Kyle Chandler, who we didn't even mention yet, must be a car- that's a carryover from the other one. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, he has this line in here, which I don't know what his job is. Doesn't matter, <laughs> but he says, he says, I've given the order. The city is being evacuated. This is as this is happening. I'm like, uh, better late than never. Uh, it seems like that order should have been given. Yeah, you guys way earlier, guys should have been on that a long time ago. Especially oh, well, when we didn't know he was coming. What? So, so every time, yes, Sorry. your daughter knew. <laughs> yeah, right. Are we to assume that those buildings are all full of people? Because you can't just evacuate a building within a matter of seconds. No, and they're, this they're, is horrifying. There are shots within buildings of people running. Trying to, you know, running for their lives on like the top floor, not the top floor, but like one of the higher floors of a of a uh, skyscraper, and then all of a sudden Godzilla just takes it out, takes that, <laughs> takes that floor out. So there's a line from Ragtag Team Number One Kong Crew when they're in that temple when they do plug in that axe, where someone actually says in the movie, "It's the axe. It's drawing radiation from its core, like it's charging." Yes. Oh my God! Really? Yeah, I think I think that Did was. Did you Rebecca get that, Hall. kids? I think that was Rebecca Hall that in said the that. theater or at home. 
Do you understand what it's doing now? It's like your iPhone. That was very frustrating. It's charging. Oh. <laughs> okay, all right, moving on. And that's where I wrote, oh, my God, this fucking script. <laughs> ha, 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 in all caps. Well, Z Zilla's uh, Blu-ray sky screams down into the earth this time uh, because he can sense that the iPod Axe was charged, <laughs> yeah. was plugged in, and yeah, it's yeah. charging. And there's a lot of things in this movie that are convenient. Sure. Like that uh, pod that conveniently led to Hong Kong Apex headquarters. Well... Here, this uh, Blu-ray ice cream, ice cream, you scream, we all scream for, for this to be over. Yeah, <laughs> not the movie, this, this podcast. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it conveniently makes a tunnel from exactly where everything is happening to where they are at the center of the Earth. So, okay, now they have a way to get out. Okay, so now we have a tunnel from the center of the Earth to Hong Kong. There is a part where that evil chick tries to escape and. Uh, Kong gra grabs her ship because yeah. she pulls guns on on the good on the actual Kong crew, which great. Okay, much like in Jurassic World when they're when they pulled guns on Chris Pratt in that one part, it's ri ridiculous. So she's trying to escape through the tunnel, and Kong grabs her ship. Yeah, plane, ship. that's fine. Ship. And, and then just takes he takes it up to his eye, looks in, and sees who it is, <laughs> and then just shrugs it off and squeezes the ship in, no, and it no, explodes no, no, no. in his yeah, it explodes in his hand. I laughed. I yeah. went, "Yeah, you yeah. suck." She was, she was awful. That was that's actually uh, uh, Damien Bashir's daughter, the, his character's daughter in this movie. So that lineage gets completely wiped off the earth now. <laughs> <laughs> they make their way through the tunnel back up to Hong Kong. So we get Zilla versus Kong part two. Godzilla was already doing damage. Now they just use it as a, a set piece for them to oh, just yeah. fuck each other up. And it is so fucking cool. They get thrown through buildings. I love it. One point King Kong rides a building that's broken in half <laughs> into destruction. So and sweet. Yeah, they're, they're throwing each other around like ragdolls. Yeah, he's throwing the axe around like like Thor, it, it was just it was sweet to see him like wield a weapon, build an axe. It was badass. There's one shot that made me laugh so hard. I love it so much. I will watch the movie again just to see. Is when the so Kong's already fighting Godzilla. Middle fight, Team Kong comes flying out of the hole and they go right at King Kong's mouth unknowingly. Yeah. And there's this close up shot of Skarsgård's face as <laughs> yeah. he screams. He's like, no. Yeah. Oh my god, I laughed so fucking hard right, at that. Right ah! there right there and when oh. they were initially going down to Hollow Earth, he had some really good facial expressions. I really like him in this movie. Like he was unintentionally funny to me to the point where it wasn't like I was laughing at him, but I I think he knew what he was. He knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> like I could just see yeah. Wingard being like, yeah. "All right, now you, I need one from you guys. You're going right at King Kong's face," and he just lets that shit Hell rip. Yeah. And, oh man, I'd have been like, "Yep, there it is. All right, cut. We're moving. <laughs> Print. This is where Robo Kong, uh, Me Mecha, Mecha Godzilla, Lama Ding Dong. Say it again. Mecha Godzilla. What is that? Was that so hard for you? It's it is hard for me currently. <laughs> uh, we get so they say that well, I guess Kong won this round, and then Kong gets the shit kicked out of him, and then he's almost dying. At the meantime, uh, Mecha Godzilla's out and uh, busting ass on regular Godzilla. Skateboard has an idea to revive Kong because he's dying, and they revive him. There is one little kind of nice part between the humans when they have to what do they have to do they have to ask kong to help i can't remember what it is but he uh skarsgård says to her in sign but he says it out loud as well you're a brave girl but he does the sign language that she did before yeah because he's he basically calling this little girl a coward right as she's about to go risk her life that was a pretty good callback joke i it's funny that's a little that was a little heart to it. I gotta give good. him some credit. When they revive King Kong, I just have to say real quick, um, when he gets up, because his shoulders like dislocated or something like that, and then and then Kong gets up and he like slams it against a building and then like readjusts it real quick. He like jerks it back real quick and the camera and the camera zooms in on him real fast. I got fucking goosebumps right there. That was badass. Well, he pulls a, uh, I was like, let's 
fucking go. He pulls a Mel Gibson from Lethal Weapons. You know, the old slam your arm back in its socket yeah. trick. And and then it's ass whooping time. Yeah. They end up working together, which is a very cool element to this film that they didn't have to do. They could have just had him destroy shit the whole time. Oh, there is one little thing at the end where the Zilla crew has to do some, like, hacking. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up, man. I, I knew you were trying uh, to get to the end, but we ha- how come we can't let this slide. No, this this hurt. This hurt. <laughs> this one hurt me. Cuz they're like they're trying to they're trying to hack in to Mechagodzilla's like brain to shut it down. And so they're like Hacking they, they, they with they, quotes they, around yeah, it. Yeah, so they ask Josh to do it and so his way of hacking is just to try and guess the password. That's the whole thing. That's the hacking they have to do to take this thing He's down. Just... It's it's out there destroying Hong Kong, and they're just sitting there guess password guessing. Like I'm trying to get into the fucking podcast email. Yeah. Which, by the way, outside the frame pod at gmail dot com. I did figure out what the password was. But yeah, that's. Huh? What yeah, just trying were to, they even trying? Just with trying this to part? just trying to guess the password, and then Maybe that was a joke, and then like a wink, and, wink, and, and then what happens is, is Josh takes uh, Bernie's uh, oh, flask and dumps it on on the computer, uh, which makes it malfunction. So what they're positing is that if somebody <laughs> were just to pull the fucking plug, <laughs> and then everything would have been fine. Yeah, uh, just well, shut down the power. To to Apex and there's that's it you're done. But that seems to work because the power goes down and then Godzilla fires off his Blu-ray one more time, his Blu-ray sky scream at uh, the axe, and then Kong rips him limb for limb with it. Pretty badass. And then at the end, Kong is home in Hollow Earth, and we get your favorite song, yeah, ever. All right, that's it. That's. Godzilla versus Kong. So director Adam Wingard, he thought of Godzilla as like a fearsome loner kind of character who comes and goes only to take on enemies when he needs to. But for Kong, he thought more of like John McClane, Bruce Willis from Die Hard. Kong's in a little over his head, though he isn't totally outgunned kind of thing. Yeah. That really clicked. Like I could totally see that dynamic for each of those characters and that kind of juxtaposition that's the thing is like godzilla i could take or leave but king kong i see his movies <laughs> he's a good actor i like him he's really grown he's i mean he's been around for a while he's, he's like uh you know sir anthony hopkins i'll give this a solid three i think this was a very fun to watch movie Pretty much everything I just went over, them really trying to bring some emotional depth and some character weight to these monsters when they could have just been stomping around destroying things. Uh, eh, looking at you, Transformers. The human characters, meh, okay. They probably could have all crashed in whatever ship or vehicle they were in and I and just disappeared from the movie I probably wouldn't have cared except for team Kong I, I like the three of them I like Skarsgård and uh Dr. Andrews and Gia yeah. I liked yeah. those three I, I I like to think that they're like a family now and Kong's like the the kooky uncle you know <laughs> like Jesus it's always getting into shenanigans <laughs> yeah I'm gonna give this a solid three CGI is yeah I mean the CGI looks fucking good yeah. I can't I can't deny it. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna have go ahead and give this a four. I fucking knew you uh, were. I knew it. I called easy, that shit. An easy four. Uh, I, I will watch this again. Uh, I think it's gone from HBO Max on the. Th- it's, it's there till the thirtieth of this month, April, uh, 2021, year of the Lord. And uh, what? <laughs> so. Uh, I will watch it again for sure. The CG is so much fun to watch, and I thought that Wingard did so much with this movie, so much more than what the script had to offer, and it just nailed it. I, I went into this movie going, okay, if this isn't just a fight the whole time, mm-hmm. then I'm going to be pretty let down, and it was. It was a fight the entire time, and I'm with you on the Kong crew. They're, they're awesome. Skarsgård and Rebecca Hall and uh, the girl that plays Gia, who, forgive me, I don't know her name. The visuals were outrageous. The sound, it's 
just getting better and better with these types of movies. I hope they do another one. I'm sure they it's, will. It's I gotta gonna be fun. I gotta tag something on the end just because I forgot. I didn't forget. I just didn't get to saying it. Um, yeah, Adam Wingard did an impressive job with what he had to work with, and I'll I'll keep with him. I mean, he's not. He's definitely not. Like I haven't seen all of his movies. He's not one of those guys for me, but I've I like what I've seen and for him to do something like this versus what it could have been. Yeah, I'll give him another another point in my book for yeah. this one. Well, you love the guest. Yeah, that's an awesome movie. That movie was great. Um and then he doesn't I mean he's, he doesn't really have a a giant Don't tell body me what of I work. Love. He doesn't really have he doesn't really have a giant body of work. So right, to, and that's to, kind of the thing it's for like, him to understand what this movie means to people and and how to go about its direction was um, it, it was a breath of fresh air, and well, and I'm so glad that this was the movie, the blockbuster movie that we got that was going to kind of get us back to quote unquote normal in these times, as opposed to you know a Marvel or a DC or another superhero movie. I, I, I this was. Uh, this was a blast. It it feels it almost feels like summer, you know. Yeah, it's getting us. Hopefully, it, it is weird to kind of start to see a couple things get back to normal. This is definitely one of them, and it's hopeful. All right, that is it this week. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Brandon. I'm Dave, and we'll talk to you next week. And this is outside the frame. And this is outside the frame. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. Like a fuckload. When Mecha Dong, <laughs> fuck. When Mega Dong comes out, Mecha. Uh, okay. Mecha. No, I really can't remember how you say the name. Mecha Godzilla. When Mecha got. That's so much easier than I. I'm trying yeah. to make it. I'm, it's Godzilla, but just Mecha in front of it. Godzilla rips him limb for limb with it. It's Kong. pretty sweet. Kong does. Yeah. Uh, fuck! And so, yeah, these, he, I mean, Godzilla is smashing through buildings. He's, not to mention what happens later, but this, this city is getting pummeled. So, pummeled. Nice.